Welcome to Comfortably Uncomfortable, Not Another Running Story. Thanks for joining us. We don't do small talk here. When we get outside and slightly uncomfortable, we get real, and we aim to continue these conversations here on this podcast. My name is Megan Fanning, and I'm the owner of Zendurance Now Coaching, and I'm joined by Sean Meehan, one of our coaches. Let's talk, let's get uncomfortable, and let's see where the conversation goes. The information in this podcast represents the views and opinions of Zendurance Now only. This content has been made available for informational and educational purposes. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice or treatment. We may be right, we may be wrong. Either way, be a solid human. If you're thinking about making a questionable decision, please seek out a qualified medical or psychological professional. I can't get past the fact that Sean is a furry. And if you don't know what a furry is and you're listening to this podcast, um, you can Google it, but beware. Okay, because it can go in a few different directions, but Sean is wearing a, I don't know. It's a gorilla outfit, Megan. I'm wearing a gorilla (laughs) outfit. It's, yeah, a a gorilla outfit with a hood and it's like a one piece. He's a furry. He's a furry. So if you Google it, just be careful what you Google. You've been warned. Just Google my name in furry and you'll get all sorts of interesting shit. Yeah. So anyway, I didn't let you answer your question. I answer the question. How are you? I am doing okay. I'm wearing a cozy set of pajamas. Um, I don't know. They got, so these came about, I think we were planning on like having family movie night one night and Carrie was like, let's all get like really cool animal onesies and so so i pulled them out yesterday to volunteer at a trail race um we were me and my daughter were um marshals on the trail race it was the mount tom 25k and 50k one of amy rizeki's races local local to here um it's an area that i run frequently and so costumes were encouraged and my daughter and I both still have these. And so we pulled them out of our closets, figured they'd be cozy on a cool fall day. Um, so just and- notable you, this is, this is two weekends in a row that you've taken Fiona to races. So she's voluntarily going with you. This is a good sign. Yeah. So I'm dragging her along. She's not kicking and screaming. I guess that is good. Um, <laughs> And it's, I think, I think it's kind of a cool, cool environment and community to introduce her to. Um, it's, it's yes, interesting. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's not something that you see every day, right? Like, it's not like, it's not like going to a basketball game. It's not, you're looking at, you're just hanging out in the woods, helping out other people, runners or making sure they stay on trail and a little different, little different vibe than um, going out and being a part of a, a, a crew for a runner that's racing. This was, you know, volunteering. She doesn't, she doesn't have any, she doesn't run though. Right. She doesn't like to run. So she's been involved in girls on the run a couple yeah. different times. That's fun though. They, they keep that really fun. Yeah. So she didn't do, she doesn't do cross. They have a middle school cross country team and she didn't do it 
I don't know if she'll be more interested to go out for the um, track team in the summertime, the middle school track team. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. As long as she's doing something active, I'm okay with whatever it is she wants to do. If she wants to keep it casual, wants to keep it light, that's cool. If she decides that she's like, hey, maybe this trail running thing is kind of cool. Let's check this out and wants to come out with me and, you know, but just to get her out of the house and into the woods and into nature and hang out, meet some people. It's cool. I mean, trail marshalling. We were out on the backside of Mount Tom, ran into like a bunch of people I knew. Uh, one of the other trail marshals was a, was a runner that I know from the Connecticut area. He happened to be up there. Um, we were out there just rocking out in the woods and silly gotta, outfits. You got you to repeat what you told me about somebody recognizing your voice because that's kind of funny. So there was a other trail runner. He's a he was out there for like as a trail marshal slash photographer on the course. And I show up and we're talking for a little bit. And then he, he mentioned um, our other coach, Sam Farnsworth. And I was like, oh, I know Sam. And he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I recognize your voice from the, the podcast. And I was like, oh, you've listened to our podcast before. And he's like, yeah, well, in the big time, baby. He's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I recognized it. Um, cause I've listened to it a few times, a, a few of your different podcasts and stuff like that. I, I listened to it initially cause I knew Sam and Sam was on it and I was interested to hear what Sam had to say and looking to possibly have Sam coach me. Anyways, cool dude. Uh, his name's Jonathan and, uh, he's a, he's German descent, like born in Germany, uh, immigrated to the U S um, lives in the New York area, runs a lot of those New York, like gnarly mountain races. It was like all about like, Hey man, why don't you come out and like run like Manitos, like revenge or like run a scrap man or like, so he's like, he's like plugging all like the, the big gnarly mountain races out there, trail races. He's like, come out, come out to the Catskills and like, like run, <laughs> which is cool. Uh, he's got like, he's got that like, that like super new runner fire. He finishes first hundred. Um, <laughs> and like super, super nice guy. I was, I told him, I was like, after talking to him for a while, I was like, Oh, give me your number. Cause maybe we'll have him on the podcast. Super interesting. Um, I would, it, I think it would be a good sit down to have him on at some point. Oh. Yeah. So, um, I got my butt kicked this morning. Um, I went surfing and Maeve didn't come with me. She, my 12 year old typically comes with me, but when we went last weekend, just a little bit of a backstory. When we surf together, I have been very big on keeping her responsible. Like I don't treat her like my, she's my daughter when we're in the water, like we take care of each other. She's responsible for getting her gear. She's we're responsible for getting her own wetsuits on. Like I'm not helping her with any of this and just, you know, for safety reasons, like she knows surf etiquette. Um, and anyway, so, so, you know, so we keep an eye on each other and anyway, so 
she had been carrying her board wrong. There's a way you need to carry your board when you're walking through where the surf breaks. And I kept telling her, I was like, don't carry your board like that. Don't carry your board like that. And you know, she's not gonna listen to me. Um, and she didn't. And so at one point she was, we were going back out into the water and she turned to look at me and she had the board sort of up over face and it popped back and hit her in the, um, hit her in the side of the head. She got hit really hard. Like she saw stars. So anyway, I I'm riding a wave in and I can see that she's standing there crying, which is not normal for her. And so we get out of the water and sat on the beach for a while. And, and yeah, she, she got hit pretty hard. She, she did get a concussion. And I said, well, why don't we do this? I said, we can, we can head in. Um, but let's let's go out and take like one or two more runs just so you can get over the fear of getting hit in the head by a surfboard, you know. And she's like, okay. So we went out, blah, blah, blah. And anyway, so she had a physical this week and she told the doctor that she got hit in the head. And the doctor said, well, yeah, you probably shouldn't. Uh, don't take one more week and don't surf because if you get hit in the head again, it could be a problem. So anyway, Maeve didn't go with me today. It was just me. And... um this was my turn to get my butt kicked. And, you know, you have those days, it's just not clicking. And I, yeah, it just wasn't. And actually that's why I was out there for longer than I anticipated because I, it was not going well. And I'm like, I just need to catch a good ride just to make it better. You know, I just need, I just wanted to end on a high note. Um, but sort of did, I guess, but man, I just got, just got beat up out there and my bill was out on his motorcycle and he happened to drive by the the beach where it was so he stopped and he took some pictures needless to say i will not be posting them uh, <laughs> because it it's just like man it just was a rough day and the beach was also it was it was also there's also a lot of surfers out there and when people don't practice surf etiquette it really bothers me um because i don't want to get run over with somebody's board um, so, you know, so, so that's, so that's also an issue, but so I'm sitting here now and I have water in both my ears. I got hit in the back of the head. Um, my abs are sore. My chest is sore. And to be honest, all I want to do is go back out there so I can redeem myself. I think I sound like a gambler. Like, you know, when gamblers are like really down and I can just got to go win my money back. That's what I feel like. Just got to go out there and just get a few more rides just so I can, just so I can redeem myself. But I, um, I don't think I'm going to do that today. I think well, it, it'll be another day. That's part of like, that's part of that great feeling about kind of picking up something a little new, a little different, something that requires like a little bit of technical skill. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's been, that's been with me with the mountain bike, right. For the past like yeah. year, kind of poking around with that. Um, went out, same thing, like, just like you're talking about when I went out on Friday, it was just, just a rough ride, like things weren't clicking. I wasn't like in a good, like I couldn't get like things that I normally clean. Yeah. Like I, I was, I was, yeah. it was messy. Um, right, right. The, I don't know the either. leaves, the yeah, trees, yeah. The trees have shed a lot of leaves, so it's it's this trails are a little greasy from that. And then, and I just kept like, all right, well, like we'll do this. We'll like bang this. We'll clean this. We'll do that. We'll mm-hmm. keep working this. Mm-hmm. And um. At like one point, right? Like much like Maeve, I like, I, I came off of a drop, came into a, a jump line, popped on a jump and I popped 
a little too hard and I threw my nose down and I was offline and I slammed on the brakes and went straight over the bars, like smashed my head into the ground. Um, have like a, a slight bruise on my brow and it just, it was just like one of those days that like everything was like kicking my ass, kicking my ass. Yeah. I, now what I, I'm going to say is that like leaves that like hunger inside of you. Exactly. That's it. That's how I feel. It's irritating me. I want to go back out there and make it better. Like I sound like a gambler who's down on their luck. <laughs> but what I was going to say is just got back this morning from a ride. Fucking great ride. Really? Yeah. So like took, took the day yesterday, just, I ran with some buddies and, you know, volunteered at that trail race and then went out today with another buddy and rode, rode more than all the other stuff, but like clean stuff, like the climbs were better. Like some of the technical stuff I did better on everything. Everything was like smooth today. There was no, there was no like choppiness, no like hesitation and stuff. Everything felt, Mm -hmm. felt good. So yeah, it's just just I, different day. If, if I'm going to make excuses, um, the the one thing that was kind of bugging me is this is the first time I had my booties on, you know, like my neoprene boots, mm-hmm. because it's getting colder, um, actually felt really nice. I was totally warm. But when I was popping up, I would catch my, my the top of my front foot. I was catching it on the board, like on, yeah. the, on the on the wax. So, I mean, that irritated me at one point. Um, cause my foot would, didn't slide like it normally would, but that's not why the day sucks. <laughs> Just, I wish I could blame it on my boots. My boots kept, my boots kept me warm. Um, yeah, just, uh, wasn't my day was, and yeah. it was actually, I was trying to think when I was out there, I was like, like, I wonder if I could come back before work any days this week. I don't know. It gets, it gets pretty tight. It's pretty tight during the week, but. Oh, well, I will live to uh, live to surf another day. Yeah, it it's nice having. Having that lack of skill and that newness in a in a endeavor, um, it well, makes. OK, so it, that's it makes the frustrating it, piece is this isn't really new to me, but it is with my leg like I've been surfing before. I've done this before. I know how to surf, but since all of the surgeries and, and the cycling crash, I'm having to relearn how to do it because my body moves differently, if that makes sense. So whereas I've, it almost makes it a little bit harder because I know exactly what I need to do, but I'm trying to do it on a new leg, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's especially something that you haven't, I mean, I don't know if you've mastered surfing but no. I would, yeah. I would assume that even After today, no, <laughs> I would assume that even me out of the ocean, I was gonna say, I was assume, I would assume that even if like you had done it fairly frequently, it's not like something you've done or been as invested as in, as you have been recently. Exactly. Um, yeah. And that's like a different thing. Like with skiing, like every year, like when you go out and you start skiing again, it's like a new sport. Like you, you, you pick it up quick if you've, if you ski pretty frequently, but you go out and it's like, it's new again. And then, you know, maybe, maybe a few, a few days into your ski season, things start to click again and it becomes more normal. There's certain people like my buddy, my buddy, Matt, he can put on, he did, he was such a, 
proficient skier that his level of bad skiing is still better than my level of good skiing. He was like ski patrol <laughs> at a mountain out West. He did like a lot of big mountain skiing and stuff like that. And so he can like put on his like strap on his skis and like charge stuff with no fear. Um, with the, with like good skill, like even having not skied and just like, just like riding a bike type of thing. Mm, whereas like, yeah. um, whereas I, every year people like go out and it's like, trying to like learn it almost learn it again so yep but i'm just want to go just want to go back out there and fix it so well you can you just have to either figure out when you can do it during the week or wait till next weekend yeah yeah i think um okay so when this time change is coming up right so does that mean so it's still really does that mean it's going to be dark in the morning no, it'll be less dark in the morning. It falls back. Have it backwards? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, oh, that's good then. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I could get out early because I just, I'm really not into doing that in the dark right now. <laughs> it just, it just sucks. Now all my trail runs will be in the dark. Yeah. Uh, my tra- A lot of my trail runs have already started being in the dark. It's oh, such okay. a, such a beautiful time of year and starts to be so depressing. Yeah, it really, it's like we have this awesome period where we are right now where it's like so colorful and so beautiful. But I also, when I went mountain biking, um, I had an issue on the trail where I was having a really hard time seeing um, with all the fallen leaves. Um, So, and especially like I I struggle on trap rock and uh, the, the fallen leaves on the trap rock, I'm like bouncing all over the place and stupid leaves. So, yeah, I like it. Have anything to do with my skill, but you know, it's the leaves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Friday was not a skill issue with me. It was just that there was so much leave coverage, and it was very greasy. <laughs> Actually, it was it was in uh, it was raining when when I went the other day too. Um, that made it a little bit harder. But you know, I think we were texting this, but with what did you say? Oh my god, because I was in the car. And I was like, OTB, you told me you went OTB. I was like, is that off-track betting? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was trying to figure out like what you were talking about because you're like on the horses. And I was like, what? <laughs> I actually, because I, I, Bill was next to me in the car and I was like, what's OTB? I was like, he must be betting. Like, horses, dogs, like, what are you doing? Did Bill know what it was? So anyway, no, neither of us did. Oh. Neither of us did. We thought you started gambling. Anyway, so what I think I was texting you was, so bef- I don't know. I, okay. After the, after the cycling crash, I legit said I was never getting on a bike again. So, um, and it was two years before I even touched a bike. Um, and so I'm very, I'm very careful, like, you know, about how I, how I say never, but with that said, um, for all the years I was mountain biking, I think I started when I was in high school. So, um, so 15 years or whatever. Um, I always considered myself a really bad mountain biker, but I knew how to hop off really quick. I knew how to like put the bike over my shoulder and run up a hill or, you know, whatever, whatever I needed to do. And I also was very skilled at falling and, and hopping off the bike. And so 
so many times I felt myself going over the handlebars and literally just, you know, ducked my head and, and did a somersault, you know, did a somersault on the ground and was, it was totally cool. And that level of relaxation allowed me to fall very safely. Now, just because of the trauma that I've been through, I have a, I have a fear of falling and I never had that before. So when I'm on a trail and I start to get nervous, I don't know how to, I don't know how to put this in words, but I'll know, I'll notice like I'll be gripping my handlebars way too hard. Mm -hmm. And I'm my, my shoulders are like up by my ears. Like my butt isn't back in the seat, you know, I'm not in the right position and I start to feel unstable. And as soon as I get into that unstable position, I have two choices. Now I can either chill out because like, I'm going to fall if I, if I stay that tense or just get off the bike, you yeah. know, and, and walk the bike down, whatever it is. So I think right now it's probably 50, 50, um, where I get into something sketchy and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I can relax and do this. But then there's other times where I'm like, nope, um, not going to happen today. And I just, you know, get off the bike and, and walk it down, which is pretty, pretty different from, from what I've done in the past. But again, I said I was never going to get back on a bike. I didn't ever anticipate on riding technical mountain bike again. Um, and I didn't, didn't fall mountain biking. You know, I fell on the road, but that doesn't matter. It's that, that fear of falling when it's, you know, when you've eaten pavement at that level, um, is, is really, really in my head. So, so yeah, so I just, I just cut myself a break and hop off the bike when I need to. And, and then like, I'm like, I actually talk to myself out, out loud. I'm like, relax, hold your line, hold your line, hold your line. You chose this line, hold your line. Like no one's out there, you know? So, but. Well, it's better self-talk than I have. I swear a lot. <laughs> I'm like, you fucking piece of shit. You know how to fucking do this fucking ride. You What the fuck is your problem? Yeah. That's oh what yeah. I say. No, I, I'm not, I don't, I don't have any room for self-deprecation. I, I think there is a lot of swearing where, you know, like, especially you know, when you're riding down the trail and you go down either a rock or a jump that you didn't exactly know was there. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> it's like, and you're just, you're just, I was like hoping I, hoping I land it, but yeah, fuck. I think a lot that, that happens a lot. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> no, mine, mine's a lot of, mine's a lot of, I come, come off the pedal and I'm like, motherfucker, you fucking stupid fucking line. Are you, it, um, are you clipped in or you just have your no, on the pedal? No, I have flats. Okay. So I just recently this season, I took my clips off my mountain bike. Yeah. Um, I had them on for the longest time. And then I was riding a lot on like Sandy, um, ATV type trails and it was just too much clip clipping in and out. Um, so I took the, um, I took the clips off and even riding this week, I went to climb a hill and I sometimes forget that the clips <laughs> are no longer there and I'll go to pull up on the pedal and I'm like, don't, oh. <laughs> yeah. um, and well, throw it, myself a little bit, but it's, it's interesting, right? So I've, I mean, I've, I dive into researching and studying whatever it is that like I decide to put my, my time and effort into and a lot of mountain bikers say that, like, look, if you're going to, like, become a skillful rider, like, riding flats will help you be 
become a better skillful writer, help you. And for me, that's not why I do it. I don't do it because like I want to be a better skillful rider. I do it because of essentially fear and the ability I've had. Cause right. Like I've never really spent a lot of time mountain biking. I spent time road biking and I've road biked enough where I've had a hard time clipping out of road bike pedals. Now they're typically a lot tighter with a lot less angle. Okay. Do you know how to adjust them? I do. Yes. But, okay, all right. Okay. All right. But what, but what I'm saying is like, typically my road bike pedals are a lot tighter and sometimes you come to that stoplight real fast and you're like, shit, 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 shit. And you dump it to the side. Just right. Like it just like, it's just everybody, everybody's done that. Actually I did it and I felt, well, once I fell in a parking lot, and the other, I had just finished a ride and I fell into shrubbery against the side of our house, yeah. which was hysterically funny. I couldn't stop laughing. It really hurt, but it was really funny. Yeah. And so having, having had that experience, I was like, I don't, that's like why, like, I'm like, well, flats I'm okay with. Cause like, I don't want that experience on the trail where I'm like, oh, I'm afraid that I won't cl- unclip in time. Right. And then, and then I'm going to dump the bike on something that's higher consequence than like say climbing. Right. Cause that's like, that's where like most of the time, honestly, that's where like my, my feet where like my feet fail me is like on, on a pseudo technical climb. And I'm like trying to like yeah, pull up yeah. and, mm-hmm. and at this point, like, it's like, okay, well, like if I can get the bike to do what I want on flats and it doesn't matter. And sometimes it like um, you learn how to like get them locked in, in a good way. And so, I did not have clips on my mountain bike for years. And then, and then I met Bill and we were on an adventure racing team together. And so we were riding together and probably about a half a dozen times he's watching me climb and he's like, you need to get clips. And I'm like, I don't want to get clips for exactly what you just said. Yeah. Right. And, um, and he's like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. So finally I just broke, I, I broke down. Um, and I, and I got, and I got clips and it was so much better for climbing. I had so much more control and I, you know, I, all the clips I've ever had on my mountain bike are obviously, you know, made for mountain biking, um, made for being able to bang the, uh, the mud, you know, out of the bottom yep. of your cleats. So you can clip right back in. Also, I keep them relatively loose. So all it takes is just the slightest, um, turnout of my ankle to pop out. So anyway, so yeah. So I started, so that was, oh God, that was probably 15 years ago. Um, and then I, and then I rode with clips, um, up until, up until this season. And I just decided to, decided to do something different. So I'm still, still really having to adjust. I can't, I, do, I wish I could just take the clips on and off like really fast before I ride. And I know it's not that big of a deal to like, I would say it's just a hex key. (laughs) Wait, no, no, it is. But you know, when I'm like, I'm like getting ready for a mountain bike ride, typically I'm getting my bike in my car the night before. And I just, it's just one more thing to deal with. And I'm like, yeah, forget it. I'll just, yeah, I'm just not going to, not going to mess with it. Um, but yeah, I've been missing the clips um, on some of the really, really steep inclines. Cause I just can't generate that much power. Um, eh, so, but in the meantime, yeah, I'm on, I'm on regular pedals now. So yeah, oh, it's, well. the guys, a lot of the guys I ride with, 
hill ride trail with clips. Mm-hmm. They're, they're clipless pedals. And then they ride flats if they go to the resort. I also, yeah. right, so they, a lot of them will climb better than me, um, especially when it comes down to technical stuff. Because, right, you don't get that, like, when you spin and you're on flats, right, like, in that rear tire spins, like, your feet go fucking all over the place. But, like, mm-hmm. when you're clipped in, like, it just, like, re-catches. And, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, you would have so much easier time when, like, that happens. Yeah. Or, like, just the ability to, like, kind of lift your back tire up. 15 years ago. And yeah, it, it was a game changer. Um, but, but again, now I do so much riding in the sand. Um, and it was really, really, really bothering me. Um, and also my, my right ankle, um, is a little bit challenged from seven surgeries. So, um, like when I'm out on that ATV trail, I probably have to if I was clipped in, probably have to pop out of my, uh, pop out of my, um, my pedals at least every few minutes, yeah. you know, just, just using my leg to push off and stuff. And it hurt. I was like, eh, forget it. It's the, the other thing is a lot of the guys that I ride with have carbon frames and their, their bikes are definitely meant more for, climbing than mine is my i have an aluminum frame like mine's mine's my bike is a it's considered an all mountain bike um it's not particularly light and by that i mean it literally everyone's frame that like i've like picked up in the past like three or four rides that i've gone riding with them i'm like oh your bike is literally 10 pounds lighter than my bike i'm like this must so for for years and this was the bike that i destroyed um, when I crashed, but I was riding a tank on the roads and yeah. I, I did it deliberately. It was an older bike. Um, but I liked it because I would train on the tank and then I would race on a, on a, on a different bike <laughs> and it just made me feel so much stronger. So training for years on that tank of a road bike really, really made me really strong. Um, you know, especially for climbing, uh, but you know, so it's not, there's, there's something to be said. There's something to be said for, for riding a tank. Yeah. I mean, but the reason for me that I went with an aluminum frame vice, um, on carbon frame is I was just like, I'm new to this. I'm going to dump it on rocks and they're going to like, I'm going to take, I'm going to take chips out of it. And like, mm-hmm. once you start shipping a carbon fiber frame, like that's terrifying at some point, something's going to fail. And a lot of those frames, most of them have lifetime warranties on them and stuff like that. But I just, like, I don't want to take that chance. So well, I was like, you don't want to spend, you don't want to spend the money on something like that when you don't know if you're really going to like it. Do you, you know what I mean? Like you're just buying your first mountain bike. You're like, yeah, this could just be something I do every once in a while. Or, you know, the more you ride, the more you learn, the more you learn what you like. Yeah. And on, on top of that, I mean, like, it's not like my aluminum frame was cheap. Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the bike is still like, like an exorbitant and, and amount of money. I notice um, it's for endurance riding. If I'm going to ride over um, over 50 miles, that's when I that's when I can feel my carbon. Um, it's so much it's so much easier on my body. And now I'm talking road biking. I usually yeah. don't ride that far on my mountain bike. I was going to say, um, who's riding 50 miles on a bike unless you're racing? 
Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, no, I'll do that. I'll do that on my road bike though, but it's yeah. so much more comfortable and it, it just feels so much better on your, on your back and your hips and your neck, but you know, mountain bike, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not usually on the mountain bike for that long. <laughs> yeah. Being that it was speaking of road biking, being that it was like a beautiful autumn week here in Connecticut, I went and I took the road bike out for the first time. I took it out once this summer, um, but on the rail trail, just kind of like poking around. Um, there's like a 50 K loop on the road rail trail in Connecticut that you can do. Um, but today I took it or Tuesday, I took it out and I was like, Oh, I'll just ride some of the country roads. God damn. Like people are so fucking clueless. And mm-hmm. it was, it was, yeah, I have like, resort riding like on a mountain bike i've hit lines and jumps and drops and stuff that are that are terrifying but i have not been that scared or tense on a bike in forever like this woman in a range rover came so close to clipping me with her fucking mirror for no reason i mean she's just totally clueless and oblivious most people will give you a good birth especially in the area that i live in they they have like it's common to see bikers, but that being said, a big dually, even if it's giving you a, like a wide berth, like is still mm-hmm. not super comfortable to like it, it forgets how wide those rear tires are stuff like that. So, yeah. And that's, and that's why I really transitioned to, um, to my gravel bike and, you know, riding on, riding on a lot of dirt roads and stuff. I just, I can't handle these rural back roads. And yeah, most people, most people are nice. Um, but yeah, when cars are, when cars are that close to you, it just doesn't, or you know what the worst is? I'm like struggling up a hill. Okay. (laughs) Like climbing, climbing for my life and a car decides that's when they're going to get so close to me that they almost take me out with their, with their mirror. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. Like, like, come on, I'm working hard here, people. Out of so, the saddle, climbing yeah, at so seven like, miles an hour and like that car's yeah. so impatient that it can't get around you. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we have so many, um, so many places to, you know, so many dirt roads and, 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 and it's, it's kind of amazed me because I, I get going really fast on my gravel bike and I don't realize it. And I'm going down these dirt roads and again, there's leaves, <laughs> there's, there's, you know, divots in the road and rocks and stuff. And ooh, yeah. I, might, I might have to slow down. This might, <laughs> might be a little too fast. So, yeah. Thank God for, like it, for those no cars. slightly bigger tires oh, and tubeless. Do, do you know what, do you know what happened to me though? What's that? So I'm riding on, this was a couple weeks ago. I'm riding on one of our, um, one of the dirt roads, one of the gravel, gravel biking routes around here. And, and it's, and it got a little technical. Okay. And again, it's sort of an uphill. So I'm, I'm starting to work, not, not like dying, but enough that enough that I might be starting to sweat And this family rides by me. First, I didn't hear them coming up behind me. They're on mountain bikes, but they're electric mountain bikes and they're towing, they're towing like a kid. And the three of them whiz by me, scare the crap out of me. I'm like, 
just, and you, you don't hear them. It's almost like a Prius coming up, coming up behind you. Yeah. And they were going so fast. And I was like, how the hell? And then I looked at the bike and went, oh, okay. But you couldn't, I mean, you couldn't have just been like on your left, you know, <laughs> or something. Um, and yeah, so I got just, it just whizzed by me. And, and that, that, the kid in the trailer was, you know, like almost right next to my front wheel. I'm like, Jesus lady. So that kind of irritated me, but oh well. E-bikes <laughs> yeah, are it beats. E-bikes are crazy. They're super yeah, fast. It was going so fast. And again, yeah. again, I'm climbing up a, you know, a gradual hill. So I couldn't, I mean, I might've been going 10 miles an hour, nine miles an hour, you know, not, not, not very fast, but these bikes whiz by me and scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're on an electric bike, just realize that people can't hear you. You're kind of the Prius. <laughs> Prius of the, of the biking world. So they are, they are awesome though. I, I have like an interesting, like I, I have like the love hate idea of the e-bike, right? I love the idea that like more people are getting out there and like, working and really like for me the fun part about riding is like hitting drops jumps like downhill lines like the scary stuff i do the uphill riding because a lot of times you need to do the uphill riding to get to the downhill section um and some of the some of the technical stuff i do like because like i said it like it kind of itches that that nerve that that's like, oh, I'm not good at something. Let me like figure out how to get good. Let me like, let me get that line dialed in. And that like, and I, I would say that you lose all of that with the e-bike action. But, but I'm still, I still like the fact that they're getting out there and doing it. And maybe they wouldn't otherwise. Um, and I think it would be fun to ride an e-bike in that regard to like just whip up mountains. Like would be so <laughs> so enjoyable. They are super heavy though. They're like, I talk about my bike being heavy, but with those batteries, it adds like another 15, 20 pounds to them. They're like 45 plus pound bikes, which is crazy. Right. And, and that's what I mean. So two bikes in a, in a kid in a trailer whizzed by me. I mean, yeah. like right next to me, it scared the death out of me. And again, I'm climbing up a hill. So I'm kind of focused. I'm kind of working hard. I'm a little bit in the zone and yeah, so this is the bike, 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 freaking podcast here today, Megan. This is what we're talking right, about. I guess so. Well, it is. It is really weird for me because I think I think you said this. You said this on a podcast a couple months ago, but I said I was never going to ride again. And still, like when people find out that I ride, they're like, "What is the matter with you after after what you've been through?" But I can't really run right now like I want to. So, so yeah, so I can ride a bike well. Yeah. I've gotten really strong on a bike. Um, so that's what I do. Uh, it's still, yeah, there's still some moments where, like I was talking about at the beginning, I start to feel out of control and get scared. But I know just to either slow down or get off the bike. But it's amazing. I think I've done more biking in the past two years um, <laughs> than than I have in a really, really long time. And again, for saying that I was never going to touch a bike again, it's a little bit surreal. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, you do what you can do to stay active and stay moving and mm-hmm. scratch that itch. You know? Yeah. But, like, I, I, it, for me, it's like, right, it's like off-season. I'm done done with the running. And it's like, oh, well, this is like, let's let's have some fun. We'll continue to, like, do work and we'll continue well, to. That's, that's the mode I've been in for rehab. Yeah. Yep. Like, I just want to get out there, do fun stuff. Might run a little, hike a lot, ride my bike, get on a surfboard. I haven't, um, I haven't been rowing, um, much lately. Um, no reason. Um, the rowing machine might be gathering a little bit of dust down in, uh, down in my basement, but I just haven't felt like doing it. I was say rowing. I don't know if that constitutes as fun though. I mean, it constitutes yeah, maybe exercise. That's, but you know, you got, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why I haven't been doing it. Rowing is really hard. I think rowing is like burpees for me, no matter burpees and pull-ups, no matter how strong you get, it's always hard because your body just adapts. Yeah. So I'm yeah. actually, I think I, I don't spend a ton, a ton of time rowing, but when I was a couple of times, I've been like involved in any sort of CrossFit, right. Where like concept two rowers and indoor rowers exist. I've been very strong by comparison for someone who doesn't do it and doesn't have like natural, like any, any like form or anything like that. No one's ever like, I just like hop on a rower just because of like, I think just the way I'm built as a human being, I think that like it suits my, my body form. Yeah, me too. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but um, I, but I, I do did, not particularly they did enjoy te- it. They, they did teach me how to, um, how to row when I was doing CrossFit many, many years ago yeah. about just, you know, trying to keep your strokes down, your powers, up, your power up, you know, how to, how to hold your body. So, you know, so I, I, they did, they did teach me a few things to sort of help with efficiency and that, you know, that's a little bit of a game changer when you realize you shouldn't be like stroke, like having 35 strokes, you know, 35 strokes a minute, um, you know, just slowing it down, getting more power does help. Yeah. I just, yeah, maybe I'll do it this week. I haven't, I just haven't felt like it. But I've been I've been lifting. I love lifting. Oh, yeah? yeah, that's been fun. I do, it's like right like running, cycling, a lot of those events they're all right they're all constant, right? Like you're constantly in motion in one way shape or form, right? Like um lifting is like almost meditative. It's like lift I do reset lift (laughs) oh yeah i do like it and i I mean hate it i hate it and i need it so badly i do it i i I do strength train all the time but i don't like it i just yeah i've always loved it like ever since ever since i was like a competitive swimmer growing up i like i would love to go to the gym and like lift and um always love free weights and when i was in the navy that was like most of my my exercise was was heavy lifting and getting strong and my body puts on muscle like i'm not trying to put on like any any mass and carry the other days like she's like your chest is getting big and i was like i'm like only compared to like what you would consider another endurance runner is my chest in any way shape or form big like i would be what they call an ectomorph um or no and endo i would endo the small, the small body frame, right? You'd be a mesomorph. That's the pre- people who build muscle. Yeah. Right? Um, I 
I have never built muscle in my entire life. It just, my, my frame is so thin and I do get stronger. Um, but, um, it is, yeah. Ecto, ecto is the, yeah. Yeah. I think I had it right. Are you looking it up? Yeah. Ectomorph is the, is the skinny, um, yeah, endomorph is like the middle where you can put weight on and like no, lose no, weight. Like that's a me- no, 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 that's a no. Meso- Endom- mesomorph puts on weight and has a hard time like shedding any weight. Yeah, an right. endomorph, an endomorph well, anyway, lives, kind of lives in the world of both of them. Okay, my my point being that I don't put I don't put muscle on, and so I've I've never been ripped. I just I get very 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 thin. Yeah. Um, so it's always you know been important for me to to strength train and and keep that muscle on. In the and I realized this as you were talking. I haven't been strength training as much lately. Um, I've been doing a ton of yoga, but that is my strength. I mean, I'll do, you know, I'll do a power class, um, and I'm doing all of my own, like I practice on my own. I do it by my, by myself in the basement. Um, and it's, it's interesting because I think when I first started doing yoga a long time ago, I was doing it and I was running and then you know, there are certain periods where I wasn't running a lot and I do a lot of power yoga and, you know, then I can get super flexible, but running, running and all the stuff that I do, you know, the running and biking and whatnot, keep me from being a super flexible yogi. Yeah. Right. Um, but I am noticing because I'm practicing so much and I want to say probably at least five or six times a week, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm doing yoga, um, For anywhere from, Anywhere from a half hour to an hour and a half, just depending on just, yeah. But that is my meditation. And, um, I can, you know, I, I like slow flow. Um, I don't like fast moving classes. Um, so I'll do, do like a slow power, um, power yoga and, you know, I'll sit in there and hold poses for like five, 10, 15 seconds. And, you know, I get really sore. Um, yeah, really, really, really sore the next day, but it's been helping me find some peace. I think this is the meditative piece you were talking about. It's helping me find some peace with my body as it is right now in recovery, um, dealing with the limitations of my right leg and working on, so I need to work on mobility in my right side, but then my left side tends to over overcompensate. So my, uh, my right side's really open. I can stretch it really easy. My left side is stronger, so it gets really tighter. So I've been working on, you know, trying to literally, you know, balance out my body again, yeah. um, having my right side be able to take, you know, more of the, uh, you know, more of the, of the weight. Um, so I do, that's what all the power work, all the power yoga works really, really, really well. Yeah. I need to do some more body maintenance, mobility stuff. I've been, I mean, like it's off season for me. And so it's almost like I forget that I still have to do that shit, right? Like I'm, I'm still spending right. Like an exorbitant amount of time, but now it's just like a good percentage of that's on the bike. And then a good percentage of that's like weightlifting and then a good, like, and then my running volume is down considerably because those other things are like doing your stretching and mobility and stuff, or you just skip it. 
No, I just don't do it. Like, I just like, oh, don't yeah, think yeah, about yeah, it. That's yeah, the thing, yeah, right? Like, yeah. but like, yeah. like that's right. Cause like when you're, when I'm in like running season, like, it's like, oh, well, like I have to do mobility. Cause like you, you, you almost like, it's just in that, in that mindset, right? Like, it's like, oh, like mobility has to be a part of it. Otherwise, like I'm going to get injured just and because I'm doing so many different modalities. Yeah. I just forget about it. And I'm like, oh, some, it hurts. Oh, you have Peloton. Just do some Peloton yoga. They have, they have really good beginners classes. Um, it's, it's not even the yoga side of things. Like I like just need to like stretch and well, not stretch, but like, I just need to roll out and like do all, yeah, like I haven't done I'm any saying, of that shit. You have, you have that stuff on Peloton. They have yeah. yoga, they have stretching and they have foam rolling classes, by the way. Do they I have foam rolling classes? Up. They do. So oh, I didn't here's know the funny thing. I did one the other day. I don't do them very often. Like yeah. I just wanted to see what it was. So it was like a 10 or 15 minute foam rolling class. So, okay, that's fine. I rolled out everything. And the next day I was like, my abs were so sore. I didn't realize how I was like bracing myself. To- yeah. <laughs> like, how the heck? I mean, my abs were killing me um, just from holding myself up and, and you know. Well, I was talking, I was I- talking to someone about that, about like a pneumatic like massager, right? Like, like a hypervolt or, um, a Theragun. And I was like, I like it so much better than the foam roller. It's like the laziest thing you can do to like, kind of like foam roll. Like you don't have to do any of like the suspension of your body on over things. It doesn't work as well in my opinion, but, but it is so So, convenient that you can sit at your desk and like grind out your calves a little bit and like grind out your hamstrings. The thing about doing yoga is I can, I've been doing yoga for 25 years. So I, I, I mean, I still feel like I'm always learning. Um, but I know it enough, you know, so I know what I'm doing. I know how to put myself in poses, but I know what areas of my body that I have to work on. So some areas of my body I need to strengthen. So I'll really work on poses that focus on that. And then there's other areas of my body that I really need to, you know, work on mobility, and, uh, and, and, you know, and just focusing on alignment, but I can do that, um, can do that with my own yoga practice. I just, I haven't felt like this at peace with my body in a long time. And yeah. I really do think it's, I really do think it's just because of, just because of all the yoga I'm doing. And now when you're, you know, about when you're planning and doing stuff, do you ever, shy away from things that you fucking hate so like there's a few exercises that, like i just like squats and i'm still not a super fan of squats but i don't shy away from them because like like i would when i would be a part of a gym it's like i would leg press i would do other things but because my knees were have been so jacked up my entire life my squats are significantly weaker by comparison to um, other exercises that I can do, right. Just the mobility in my ankles isn't as good. Um, it's just, it's just never going to be as good. I mean, I could probably work on it and to be better, but it's just never going to be as good as you'd have to stop. You'd have to stop running running. You might be able to get it back, but, um, not, you can't run and have that level of, yeah. And so in my knees, like my knee mobility is just like, it's just, there's, there's just certain things that like, because of the things I do, like will not be the way they could ultimately be or optimal optimally be um and and so like for years i would shy away from like squats because of that 
Um, and I do, I do squats all the time and I have you probably need them. <laughs> well, I do, I do squats all the time. That's like part of my workout. It's like, just, it's, it's forced into like my routine, but it's like yeah. things that I don't like to do. Like, I don't like to do, um, I don't like to do Superman's right. Like where you're, where you essentially bow reverse, right. Mm-hmm. Working on that strength in the lower back. Mm-hmm. I don't like, I'll, I'll plank all day long. I'll do like any core work except when you're like in the reverse of that, but like I'll deadlift too. Like it does, it's just certain things I don't like to do. And I like force myself at this point in my age to do them. But I was wondering if there's anything yeah. that you shy away from that, like, yeah. cause like those, those, so, I really have to force myself to do. There's with strength training, you got to realize I don't like it, period. So any weights that I do, yeah, I don't want to be there. Um, I just come, you know, have the routine. I do what I need to do. I suck it up. Okay. Now with yoga, somebody told me years ago and I, that they said, have you ever noticed as a yoga teacher, this is when I was teaching all the time. They said, you don't use, you don't teach the poses that you hate. And I was like, well, Oh, and I noticed at that time, I don't like twisting poses. Okay. So I realized I wasn't doing a lot. I wasn't teaching a lot of twisting poses. So I started my poor students. Like I started adding them in all of my classes. We're doing all these twists and stuff and I, I need it. I, I need that. Um, especially in my thoracic spine, I really, really need that mobility. And so there are certain poses I don't like, um, I do them knowing I don't like them, but there's certain yoga poses that I just think are stupid for me, <laughs> have no benefit and that are actually going to hurt me. And I'm trying to think, so scorpion, there's no use for that for me. Um, I don't like side crow. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can just Google it. Um, what else? Um, oh God, I hate headstands. I don't mind handstands. I do handstands, but I hate headstands because I don't like the way it feels on my shoulders and my neck. So those three poses, I'm sure there's, I don't know if there's any more, those three poses I've eliminated from my yoga practice. They don't happen. Now, if, um, a pose that I hate that I always have to work on is wheel, which is essentially, um, a backbend, right? Those are, wheel has always been very challenging for me. And especially, you know, uh, on my right side, um, I hate it. Absolutely positive. It's so much easier for me to just stay in bridge. I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't don't need to go up and do a full wheel, but I do it because I know I need to. So I've been walking the line of line of what poses just suck for me and they're really harmful to my body. Um, and what poses do I need to do? So, yeah. So I force myself to do a lot of twisting. Anytime wheel comes up, like, all right. And some days I can't get into it. You know, some days I'm just like, yeah, this, this isn't working this morning. And other days I'm like, ah, all right. But it's, it's all about listening to my body. And I refuse, I just don't want to be in pain anymore. I've been in, I've endured so much pain and I don't mind being uncomfortable I mean, actually, kind of the title of this podcast, we, I move towards being uncomfortable. But as soon as it starts to hurt, I'm like, tap out, I'm done. I just don't have room for that in my life right now. Yeah, um, well, right, like, it's... Things, right, especially when it comes to, like, mobility shouldn't hurt. That's, like, the 
right? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it should be comfortable. Certain types, right? Like, yin yoga probably should kind of be comfortable as long as you're okay being in a still space, right? But, like, that's why you have, like, all the bolsters and all that shit, like, when it comes to that, right? It's just, like, being in kind of a stretch for a long time. Um, but when with mobility, I, I, I'm sure you teach this to your athletes, right? When we're doing mobility, stretching, that, that sort of thing, if it hurts, what that's doing is it's activating your sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight, right? And our body goes, like it gets all tight, like it's, it's ready to fight. And it's what, what it's trying to do is protect you from injury. So, so many times when people are rolling, like, and, and I notice they can't breathe, like, don't push so hard. Stop. You're actually yeah. causing more damage. So if it hurts, we should genuinely not be doing that. We, you want to be able to breathe. This is the key part of yoga, using your breath to support where you are. And if you can't breathe, that means you're going too deep and just back off. Yeah. Well, and it's right. Like there's just natural things that like your body, like naturally starts to pick up on those cues where like every time you go to try and stretch this, this far, like it naturally tenses up. Right. That's why like PNF stretching is like mm-hmm. so amazing. Right. Like, cause then you start putting that force in that opposite direction. And then all of a sudden your body's like, Oh, and then it like releases and you can stretch so much further. It's, it's always my son, right. It's been working through, um, much like you, he has ankle mobility issues, right? But his are not due to injury. His are too, um, due to sensory issues and like him walking on his toes, right? Like he literally mm-hmm. walks in high heels all the time, given the opportunity, right? Like mm-hmm. he's just on his toes all the time. And so he's at a, he's a growing boy and his like Achilles is shortening because he spent so much time on his toes. So we've been working to, to, um, you know, to, to alleviate some of that and hopefully, into correct and whatever um and so like the pnf stretching is like so amazing because like i'll watch his like dorsiflexion increase by 20 degrees just from like pnf stretching like having push and yeah um if and if anyone doesn't know what pnf stretching is essentially it's uh what is it it's um i forget what the acronym is um but it's essentially pushing against the force that's trying to stretch you so engaging the muscle and then releasing and then letting the stretch happen proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation excellent thank you for looking that up for me Welcome. Um, but yeah that's it's i would say if you're looking to have someone stretch you and i bet you that's a, a fair amount of what we when we had sarah kettle on and she was talking about the sports stretch stuff yeah. that she does i bet you that a lot of it is pnf And also, I feel like I exercise in the morning during the week before work, and I'll know what my day entails. Well, sometimes I do. I get I get a lot of surprises, but um, I am always working to keep myself full. Like I'm in my jobs, I have to have very good boundaries, um, which I do. um, But it also means that I have to take care of myself. So if I know that I have a really tough day, there's no way I can go down in the, in the basement and row and lift some heavy weights. 
I can't, I can't, I can't do that knowing that, okay, I'm going to be gone for 12 hours and I'm seeing this many patients and blah, blah, you know, can't do it. Um, so those have to, those, you know, those type of workouts are saved for, you know, for days that I'm not working so much on the days that I work, just working on keeping myself whole and healthy. Right. So, so the question is, what do I need to do in the morning? Do I need to do cardio? Do I need to just do a long yoga session? Um, do I need to get on the bike? I have to ask myself this every morning. And remember we talked two podcasts ago. It was the specificity. Look, I said it. <laughs> Good <laughs> job. I couldn't say, yeah. We were talking about training specificity. And right now my training specificity is where is my body today? How am I feeling? What's going on at work? Um, how tired am I? And I work with it. Yeah. See, I, I'm the opposite. If I was having a tough day, I mean, running or cardio is always fine. That doesn't, but like mobility would be the last thing I would choose to like start but my Sean, job. But it's, it's, I would, I would lift I take, a thousand times over. I, that would make me feel it's not, but I think, I think you might be misunderstanding. It's not like it, it, I can have a long week where, um, I'm working as a paramedic. I'm working as a therapist. Um, I'm seeing some really tough things mm-hmm. or people are going through some very, very, very tough issues. And so sometimes my job requires a lot of emotional presence. Well, no, actually all the time it does, to be honest. But in order for me to show up, like, so if I'm your therapist and we're doing a telehealth session, okay. And I'm at first, if I look like this, you know, cause right now my hair is wet, you know, just kind of raced home and, you know, I, I need to have myself put together, but I can, I can't yawn. You can't see me yawn. I mean, imagine if you were trying to talk to me about your feelings and I was yawning. Um, and if I wasn't paying attention, okay. Like emotionally, I could potentially do some damage to you. Um, if I'm not paying attention and I give you the wrong medication, I could possibly kill you. So, so I feel like I'm trying to keep myself present. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. No, I I get it. It's just, it's just your idea of meditation is through yoga and I would find it more meditating through weightlifting than yoga. Yoga would be, yoga would add stress to my life. Okay, doing it. I see what you're saying now. Yeah. See that the reason I don't strength train in the morning is because it's too, the mental process is too tiring. If yeah, that makes sense. But you're saying the yoga is that yeah, for you. The mental process of, ah. of that would be, it would, yeah. it, it wouldn't invigorate me for the rest of the day. Whereas like the weightlifting would like center oh, and then like, okay. and clear my head for the rest of the day. It's just, it's so, just, like I said, it's for me, that is almost meditative is lifting. So we're essentially doing the same thing. I never really looked at it. I never really, I don't know, maybe I'm just being self-centered. I never really looked at it that way. That, that weightlifting could be, and, and yoga isn't meditative. That's not the right word. It's like, um, it, but you know, being able to connect with your body, move with your breath, you know, that, so, so. But that happens during weightlifting too, right? Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. You, but I'm saying meditative is not the right word because meditative to me implies I'm like, you know, sitting cross-legged and, and meditating. Um, but it, so weightlifting allows you to be in your body yeah, and in your mind and be present like yoga is doing for me. Yeah. And what's, and, what's interesting though, is it's my yoga is hard. It's not like I'm, it's not like I'm doing a restorative yoga where I'm on the ground with pillows and stuff. Yep. Um, but yeah, somehow I can do it 
I can do it and yeah, then go into work. Yeah. And I mean, that's like, and and that happens, right? Not all the time running, but that happens sometimes running where you have like almost a running where like, where it becomes meditative or cycling or whatever it is. I I love that when you're out and all of a sudden I look up that way. It's happened to me in the pool too. Um, although I haven't been swimming for a while, but I'll be like, Oh my God, where, where am I? Or, you know, I was counting laps yeah. and man, I'm like, last I remember I was on 40 laps. What the heck happened? Like, you know, just totally going into like that, that zone. I love that when, you know, when I'm running and I go, I have to look up and go, Oh my God, where am I? Did I miss my turn? You know, yeah. like the run was like the run was going that good. Dude. So I know, I know we've talked about the dead and stuff like that, but a lot of times when I'll be like listening to the dead and you hit that zone and then you kind of like come out of it, you're like, what fucking song am I on? And right. Like the, it, it could be the same, it could be the same <laughs> yeah. song. It's just a 20 minute jam. Like you're like, yes. am I still on the same? What are we still playing in the band? Are we like, did I go to dark star? Where am I? Yeah. It's like, so my, my 17 year old, was saying to me the other day, because I turn on, I have serious radio and I turn on the Grateful Dead station because I can just listen to it, not flip through the channels. Like I yep. can just go with it. Just like you're talking about. And she's like, do they ever sing? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no, they do. I was like, you just have to wait. Just not for the next 30 minutes, probably. But <laughs> yeah, it's like just it'll like it'll make sense if you and it. And I think. And I think I really found um, like a, a great appreciation for live dead stuff when I started running long distances. Cause I was like, Oh, you could just yeah. get into that and like be there. Um, my wife fucking hates it. I'm taking her, I've taken her to go see dead and company in Saratoga. Oh God, you're making Carrie go. So my buddy, Hi. Matt, my buddy, Matt is, I bought, I bought tickets to to the Saratoga show and the Fenway show. I bought four tickets, figuring that like I'd go with some people. And um and Matt's like Matt was like, I'm in for like whatever. And so the Saratoga show, he's like, Angelique really loves Saratoga. Would it be cool if I took two tickets and I was like, yeah, man, like you and Angelique. And he's like, Angelique really wants Carrie to go. And I was like, that's not happening. And he's like, he's like, ah, well, like, do you think like maybe you could like, and I was like, I can ask. And so like, I like asked Carrie and she was like, she's like, no. And I was like, but Angelique kind of wants to. a dead show? No, but she's fucking, she's listened to enough of it. Like, well, I know, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, if you don't like the Grateful Dead, you don't like listening to the Grateful Dead, mm-hmm. you're not really going to like the show. And and I know Carrie does listen to the show. So, um, yeah, that's, it's going to be, it's going to be wild. I can't wait to like, <laughs> I can't wait to see like, she's going to be like, I feel almost, I almost feel bad for, it. I mean, I like the Grateful Dead, but I, yeah. It's yeah. gonna be, we were it's gonna be so Bill and I were actually wild. just talking about getting tickets for Fenway. Did you just buy um did you buy the general admission or did you buy seats? Uh yeah, I bought I think everything for Fenway is seats. Um, oh, is I it just, really? Yeah, it's all sectioned off. Um so they just oh, they added 
as we're talking to this, they added another show. Uh, originally, it was just a Sunday show. They added a Saturday show. I think the Sunday show is all sold out. Oh, um, uh, okay. All right. I don't know if about the Saturday show. The tickets, some, yeah. But yeah. we just, we didn't have our act together. Um, I think it sold out on the pre-sale. It was ridiculous. Like, I went online. Are you serious? Yeah, I went online and I ordered SPAC tickets and um, and Fenway tickets at the same time. I had like two different windows going up on pre-sale. <laughs> and, I, and I was at fucking work and I'm like, oh, fucking shit, fuck, fuck. And everyone's like, what is your, and I'm like, I'm trying to get these stupid tickets. And I just watched because I tried to order four tickets and I would like click on a section and then it'd be like not available. And then I'd click on the next section, not oh. available. I click on, yeah, it was, it was insane. It, they were going so fast. And then the other one for the SPAC, I was in queue prior to sale for 15 minutes before I could even get, I just got general admission lawn seats for that. So, cause just casual, but yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. I, and I would prefer that for the dead. I would prefer the general admission lawn seats over having a seat seat. Yeah, um, but it is what it is. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm gonna see. If, I'm fun. gonna see if I can get some tickets. So who'd you um, who'd you go see the other night? Brandy Carlisle. Oh, Brandy Carlisle. Yeah. yeah, we saw her at in Boston at TD Garden. Um, took Maeve, um, our our 12 year old. Our 17 year old was also supposed to go with us, but she has been sick. Um, actually I got sick two weeks ago. Um, and now Bill and Shay have it. So Shay stayed home. Shay missed the show. It was, it was really, it was really cool. Cause again, you know, we've, I I've seen Brandy Carlisle countless of times, countless times. I've been listening to her for 20 years, but to see her in that big of an arena was, was really cool. They did a really great job. She had, um, you know, awesome opening act. The musicians she had with her were so good. I mean, and her voice just gets better and better. Um, she's clearly, clearly doing a lot of work on it. So it was cool. It was fun. Um, having, um, having a 12 year old not get home until about one o'clock in the morning really is, is a little on the tough side. But that's, yeah. I'll let you know how that goes on my end. We're going to see, um, trampled by turtles in November at House of Blues. So small venue, which is the way I would like to see. Are taking a kid? We're taking both of our kids. Oh, well, and I took Maeve when we saw Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. Um, that was also a late show. Um, and it was just, it, it just, kids need to experience this stuff. Like and yeah. with Greta Van Fleet, there was Ugh. tons of pyrotechnics, so much fire, so loud. And it was it was just like, a, you know, a legit like rock and roll loud, really cool show. She she loved it. Um, I think she was a little bit she was a little bit floored. Is that real fire? <laughs> real fire. Can you feel it? <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I am fleet. Oh. oh, God, I love them. And I have grown to love them. But now I'm so. I'm so hooked. And anytime I need energy, you know, you can just listen to Led Zeppelin, right? Like, but see, and people say that people, you know, compare his voice to Robert Plant, and yes, there's similarities, but once you start to listen, I'm sorry, I think his voice is better than Robert Plant's has ever been. Um, his, his range blows my mind and I'm sure there's an article out there, but I'm like, how does he sing like that on a regular basis and maintain his vocal health? I mean, cause he's just, I don't know. 
Because he's it. dead, Megan. He killed him. Did no, I I'm just pulling that back to the mixtape episode, Megan. Oh my God, yes. Oh yeah, that was. Yeah, I felt bad about that. <laughs> committed suicide, Megan. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. No. Good time. That's Good that's time. a. I tend to say what's on my mind, so oftentimes I Dude, open my it, mouth. Why would you? Why would you know that? Like, it wouldn't. If it's not a band you follow, you wouldn't know, right? Go. So. I didn't know. Okay. So yeah, so that we have to um we have a we have a have to have a music episode. I think we're we're pretty close. Um so as we're as we're winding up, you pick the song for today. Um what uh weird bizarre bizarre song did you pick out for today, my friend? So today, um I mean we were talking about Grateful Dead, Brandy Carlisle. So let's go a completely opposite direction and um today's closing song will be um, uh, Doors and Fours by No Effects. It is, um, <laughs> it's, if you ever watch the video, it is, dude, the video is just a lot of snapshots and video clips from. Wait a minute, what's the, the what's the band's name again? No Effects, N-O-F-X. They're a punk band okay. out of Southern California. And the, the okay. video is like, is for the song is um it's just like pictures and video from the 90s to maybe yeah probably just like that like 92 to like 97 range like when i was in high school and it just like takes me like right back to being in high school now the song is about uh combining codeine four and doordale instead of using heroin because it's it was readily available and heroin was becoming expensive and, and chic in the nineties. Um, okay. so it was, it, that's what the, the song's about and about how it was like killing kids in like Southern California, the com- combination of like Dordell and, uh, um, but it was part of that, but it was, but it was part of that scene, right? Like, it's just like the way, the way it is. Um, and it's just a rocking song. Um, not the lightest song, but it's, it's a cool song. And, uh, I saw right. No Effects with Carrie about about a, two months ago, a month ago. It was and they fucking they're so good still. My my classic rock music at this point. It's so depressing. But anyways, All right, well, let's take a listen. All right. Catch you later, Sean. Take it easy, Meg. Bye.